The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our gospel reading. This is the second week in Advent, as I shared with the children. And that's why we have lit two of those blue candles on that Advent wreath. Each one of these candles actually remind us that Jesus is coming and we ought to be ready for that. As a result, we think of four different things that Jesus comes to bring us. Four different words. The words love, joy, peace, and hope. And did you notice that in our gospel reading for today, we found three of those words actually mentioned? One of those was actually mentioned more predominantly, and that's the word joy. It was mentioned four times. And the word rejoice was mentioned twice. So this gospel reading helps us to really focus on the season of Advent as a time of anticipation. So Advent is a time of waiting, of anticipation that Jesus is coming to us. So this morning, we turn our attention to the phrase, I need your help, you guys. So click the thank you. Um, Turn our attention to the phrase, in a little while. Because Jesus uses that phrase quite often in our gospel reading to help his disciples anticipate and us as well. So are you waiting for Jesus to come? We sang about Jesus coming in our opening hymn, and I'd like to look at that right now. Notice the words. Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Behold, the king of glory waits. The king of kings is drawing near. The savior of the world is here. Life and salvation he doth, he does bring. Therefore rejoice and gladly sing. To God the Father raise your joyful songs of praise. So the king of glory is coming, and that king of glory is none other than our Lord and our Savior, who is the king of the universe. But we're waiting. We're waiting for him to come again in all the glory as he promises he will. Have you ever had a time that you've had to wait when you weren't planning on waiting? If you want to hit the next slide too, please. On Friday, I had that experience once again. I was having some problems with my cell phone, and so I ended up calling my carrier. Actually, not calling. I did this online, you know, the chat online. It's one of those great opportunities. Anyway, around 2 o'clock, I was online and communicating with the chat person, and that person helped me with dealing with my voicemail, which I was having some problems with getting. And then I had another challenge, so he attempted to transfer me to somebody who would be able to help me with this more advanced difficulty. Sadly, I was never connected to that one particular person, but I had the opportunity of waiting 
a little while. And I'd like to just share with you some of the things that appeared on that screen for me to help me to wait. First of all, there was a please hold. We will be with you shortly. Two minutes later, the transcript read, please hold. We will be with you soon. A couple minutes later, I saw, thanks for your patience. About six minutes later, I saw, a chat specialist will be with you shortly. I had hope for the next 24 minutes. At two-minute intervals, the transcript read, we apologize for the delay. Thanks for your patience. I finally hung up. As I continued to wait, I realized that they were helping me to use, they were using some synonyms for this phrase in a little while. Those words, shortly and soon. Our gospel reading does indeed talk about waiting. Jesus was telling his disciples what was about to happen in a few hours. But he used that phrase, in a little while. In a little while, he was going to be arrested that very night. He would be whipped, beaten, put on trial, sentenced, and ultimately nailed to a cross where he died for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of the whole world. And while those disciples were listening, they didn't seem to really have a clue about what Jesus was trying to tell them. Now, Jesus had already told them during those three years, because Matthew and Luke tell us about it at least three times, when he said, the Son of Man will have to suffer and die. He was letting them know what was going to happen to him. But they didn't really get this whole thing, and that's why they didn't really grasp his answers either. That's why they were talking amongst themselves, and Jesus, of course, heard them, knew what they were saying, and that's why he brought up this whole question. Were you talking about in a little while? And they're kind of going, uh-huh, and uh, we really don't get it. We don't get what you're talking about, that you're going to be gone in a little while, you're going to have to go to the Father, and then you're going to come back again. And then Jesus gave them an illustration, something that was rather ordinary in their lives. At least they were quite aware of what a woman went through when she was giving birth. The suffering the pain. But how once she gives birth to that child, there is joy. The pain, the sorrow that she experienced is gone. It's removed because of the joy of having given birth to this child. During this Advent season, we are anticipating the celebration of the birth of a child of the Christ child. Now, we know that this birth has happened. We know what took place. 
We know that he was given the name of Jesus by the angels because he will save his people from their sins. Fast forward 33 years. We find Jesus in this upper room talking to his disciples and telling them of what would take place in a little while. How they would be filled and were filled with sorrow. But that sorrow would turn to joy when Jesus rose from the dead on that third day and they would see him in the upper room that Easter evening after he had gone to the Father. And Jesus appeared to his disciples then for 40 days. He would appear and then he would disappear for a little while, and then he would appear again and disappear for a little while during those 40 days. Jesus had told his disciples that he would have to depart from them for their own benefit, that it would ultimately open up the door for the Holy Spirit to come to do his work in the lives of the people. In a little while, that spirit of truth would come. He would take what Jesus had shared with them, and he would pass it on. He would pass it on to the disciples. And you and I, too, now have received this Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit who lives inside of us by virtue of our baptism as God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in us, lives in us, that we, too, can share this good news of what Jesus has done, that we may experience that as we come to confess our sins and here we are forgiven. How blessed we are that the Holy Spirit has come, that he continues to make clear to us what is most important, that we sinful human beings have been saved and given hope because he gave us a promise that he's coming back in a little while, in a little while. Now, those disciples on that 40th day as Jesus is ascending into heaven heard from the angels afterwards that he's coming back again in the same way that you saw him go. they could just as well have added in a little while. Because the disciples really had no clue how long this was going to be. And you and I today, 2,000 years later, still are waiting for a little while. That little while when he will come again in glory. But Advent is the season we especially focus on waiting for his return in a little while. But Advent is also that time of the year when we prepare to thank him for that first time he came. That first time when he came, as we sang in our sermon hymn, that first verse of our sermon hymn, which will now appear on the screen. I'd like you to take a look at that again. Once, they're not in there. 
Hmm. Well, open up your bulletins then, because they're supposed to, Pastor Dan's going to go take care of it. He is so talented. Anyway, open up your bulletins, and I'm going to just read it off, because I want to talk about a couple more verses too. Once he came in blessing, all our sins redressing, came in likeness lowly, Son of God most holy, bore the cross to save us, hope and freedom gave us. Isn't that amazing what Jesus did for us on that first coming when he was willing to die that we might live? That second verse describes how he is here to lead us and to feed us spiritually. We are so blessed in that way. The third verse describes what we are waiting for in a little while. Soon will come that hour when with mighty power Christ will come in splendor and will judgment render with the faithful sharing joy beyond comparing. Did you notice that word joy? That's going to be coming to all of us 100% in a little while. The fourth verse, Jesus, the hymnist encourages us to invite Jesus to come. To come. Come then, O Lord Jesus, from our sins, release us. Keep our hearts believing that we grace receiving. May ever may confess you what we ask him to help us to do right now and tomorrow and the next day to help us to stay in this faith to help us to confess this faith to help us to share this faith oh we are so blessed are we not to have received this precious gift of faith, the blessings that continue to pour out upon us each and every day in this Advent season as we prepare. We prepare for Jesus' return in a little while. And as we confess our faith, we have joy in sharing that faith, sharing that faith with one another and sharing that faith with those who are yet to hear and to believe. As Pastor Dan shared with us, 200-plus cards have gone out into the, our neighborhood to share the, with people who have moved into our area this good news that we will be sharing here on Christmas Eve and Christmas Joy as we invite them to come. Are there some you know who are yet to hear this good news, who you can invite? Don't make it a little while but share that good news with them sooner that they may join with us in celebrating our Savior's birth. May God make it so. Amen.